0: Connecting Christ into culture. This is Truth Pop. Welcome to another episode of Truth Pop. We're Jake and Kathy, otherwise known as Cake. Cake. You beat me to it. (laughs) And it's actually episode 29, babe. So you're 29 and feeling fine? I'm
1: 29 and feeling fine.
0: It's your um, golden birthday episode. Oh,
1: yeah. Given
0: that, uh, well, I'm probably not supposed to say your age, am I? Am I being a bad husband right now? That's okay. Well, Let's make this a good one. <laughs> what we do on the podcast is we connect Christ into modern-day pop culture, giving you a Catholic take on faith and culture. So we examine music, movies, anything in culture, really, and we bring the Catholic faith into it, you know? So so glad that you're hanging out on this episode. Just a reminder, you may or may not hear our dog, Chloe, in the background, because Chloe is a very, um, she's a very starstruck dog, or I, no, I should say that she likes actually to be in the spotlight
1: she likes to make her voice known
0: yes her bark is very pronounced so you may or may not hear her first of all <laughs> oh there's chloe now <laughs> so chloe is announcing that we're starting off with a catholic kernel of truth it's another catholic kernel of truth on truth pop it's a scary time right now so you heard that you know russia has invaded the ukraine and there's a lot of people talking about a potential of world war three and what are we to make of that and it was just a simple reminder, I think, that as I was scrolling on Facebook, I saw someone just posting about how, you know, we need to pray the rosary. You know, like Mary said in, in the Fatima prophecy, she she talked to the Fatima children saying that, you know, war would happen if we didn't turn back uh, to her immaculate heart. And if we didn't pray the rosary, there would be unrest. So, you know, we shouldn't really be surprised for what we're seeing now. But Kathy, I know you know as much as I do How important praying the rosary really is.
1: Yeah, one of our good friends, Father Parker, he told us that praying the rosary is so important and it really protects us from heresy. Everyone who is devoted to praying the rosary daily is close to Jesus.
0: Yeah, and one idea that we had was taking the rosary to Truth Pop online. So maybe you're not familiar much with the rosary, and that's okay. We'd love to introduce you to it. So we thought that uh, in the coming weeks, we wanted to pray a weekly rosary on our Facebook page through Facebook Live. And so you're welcome to join us if you want to like the page. Um, you know, obviously, online, you can find a lot of great resources explaining the rosary and how it's prayed, why it's important. And, well, you can find answers to that Online, but uh, we'll you know we'll pray with you. Like we need to pray together more than ever. So just look for that on our Facebook page in the coming weeks. Again, you can follow us on Truth Pop and Get connected to that. But I think really just starting with a daily rosary—that's what we can do. You know, people say, "Oh, you know, sending good vibes, blah blah blah." No, like that—that that, what we really have to do is getting back to square one, getting back to prayer, turning back to our Mother. And that's where peace is going to be found. It's time for this week's Truth Pop Pick of the Week. This is Truth Pop. It has to do with the conversations that actually. People say, oh, I'm sending good vibes or they say I'm spiritual, not religious. Like, How many times have you heard someone say that? That, you know, they believe in God. They might believe in a higher power, but that doesn't necessarily mean they believe in religion. In fact, a lot of times people use religion to make it sound like a man-made social construct that's just meant to take the fun out of life. Well, on this episode, we want to talk to you about two different movies that are sort of promoting that idea of spirituality, but not religion. We want to explain to you why it's actually not true, that no, you need religion, you need the Catholic faith, and most importantly, you need Jesus. So we saw two different movies that got us thinking about that. One of them, Kathy, is the movie Encanto, Disney movie that came out.
1: Yeah, it's a new Disney movie with music numbers. And it's about this family who has been given magical powers. Every person in the family has a magical power except for uh, the main character, this one girl. And the whole movie is about her exploring why she doesn't have that magical power. And it turns out she has to save her family because their magical power is... Is in jeopardy.
0: Yeah, so, you know, I felt uncomfortable during this movie. There were some elements of New Age practices, a lot of magic, and frankly, just a lot of stuff that isn't really necessarily um, accepted by the Catholic faith. So, one of the magic powers that one of the characters had was he was a psychic so he was able to read into the future he was able to see what was ahead it felt really uncomfortable because you know what i noticed is that the movie was really putting a lot of a lot of like importance and emphasis on like having magical powers having the ability to see the future having the ability to control the atmosphere all this stuff but they still introduced catholicism into it but the thing is i noticed that the catholic stuff was just in the the background so they, I I could count literally two or three times, they showed a Catholic priest. He was in his collar and the Catholic priest was always in the background. There was never really a point where he was like a central character or anything like that. I believe he was like present for a wedding and then he was also at this like, you know, family gathering and he even made the sign of the cross at one point. And I found that so interesting. Some people might say, oh, it's great that Disney was incorporating a priest into the story. But again, what I was thinking is that it almost felt like the, the emphasis, the emphasis was so much on the magical powers and not on what the Catholic priest was there for. The Catholic priest is there for the sacraments. He's there for the mass. And yet having him in the shadows, having him in the background, I felt like a very subconscious message was that, well, yeah, Catholic stuff is just cultural. It's part of the Hispanic heritage. It's part of something that you just do out of obligation, something that you just do, you know, as a rule, right? But it's not necessarily the important stuff. The important stuff is the fun, magical stuff. And I feel like that's kind of a dangerous idea that kids might get get the wrong message on that. So we also saw that in the movie called Dog.
1: So this movie is about a veteran who had a brain injury. I believe it was a concussion. And um He was no longer in service. However, one of his army friends died and he was asked to bring his friend's dog, who was also in the service with him, to his funeral. So it was about, you know, the relationship between him and the dog and the dog had kind of a vicious behavior, but the dog slowly warmed up to him and he slowly warmed up to the dog we saw a few odd things in the movie. At one point, the character runs into a few of these spiritual healers, and they say, we help heal and block negative energy. A second odd thing we saw was the main character encounters a psychic and tries to tell him about his life. This was very disturbing and it was really not even integral to the movie, to the plot at all. So these two elements, I feel like were just kind of thrown in there. Last thing too, one of the characters mentioned to the main character that we all need to believe in God. And at first I was thinking, oh, I'm glad that they're saying this. But then he quickly says, by God, I mean anything, a rock or the sky. You need to eventually choose something. This is very morally relative. He's saying that God is just whatever we want him to be, but we need to believe in some sort of
0: higher power. And, you know, so what's interesting then is these two movies are examining the central question, I think, that all of us have asked ourselves, what are we made for and what are we seeking, right? So we're all looking for something. And whether or not we believe in a God or a quote, a higher power, we're all searching for it. And the New Age movement has just simply exploded. And you can see it evident in these two movies, which we don't recommend. So, like, you know, I saw this article from EWTN. It was really interesting because they're talking about how what a lot of times people who practice New Age stuff don't realize is that the source is from Satan, People will just like mindlessly go to, you know, get the tarot card, or their their palm read, or you know, they'll um they'll they'll go to a, a seance or they'll play with a, a Ouija board. People don't know how nefarious this actually is, but the the core truth is that there are two powers. There's either God or there's Satan. We live in a world that's. Not exactly understanding how supernatural realities exist because we can't see them. Mm -hmm. But we live in a a supernatural world that's beyond us. Things that if we could see it for ourselves, we'd be scared to death. Mm -hmm. And we're messing with this stuff and we don't realize it. So if we're not going directly to God in the sacraments of the Catholic Church, chances are we're messing with Satan. We're messing with demons and evil spirits. So let me just say this. Don't do this stuff. Like if you've done it before, you know, take it to confession. You know, Jesus is always waiting to forgive. But this stuff is really opening up your self to a portal to, to to evil. You know, to you you can feel it in the air. I've heard people say that you know when they when they go to let's say play out with a Ouija board. Not only do they see stuff, they feel stuff. They feel the thickness in the air. How can you say that that's not from the devil, right? Because the Lord is the Lord of peace the the lord speaks in a small still voice that's not from god mm-hmm. so this new age stuff is so dangerous and again i would just say if you've ever had any sort of involvement with it you know you don't have to carry that shame you don't have to carry that guilt just you know take it to the merciful lord in confession but this new age movement is it's it's real right and and if if we really truly believe that there is a supernatural force beyond us we can't just say well i want to be spiritual not religious. Because, you know, as Father Rich Simon has often said, even the devil believes in spirits. The devil believes in God.
1: The devil is spiritual.
0: Exactly. So, okay, someone says they're spiritual, and oftentimes they say, well, I don't want to believe in a man-made religion. Well, then ask yourself this question. Isn't saying I'm spiritual also man-made? Right? Because... What, what you're saying is, well, I want to be my own God. I want to follow my own beliefs. I, I don't want to be tied down to something that's beyond myself that tells me that there's a moral code that I must follow. That I want to be able to decide for myself how I spend my time and who I worship and what I do. Well, that's the God of relativism. That's not true faith. So people say, well, I'm spiritual. I believe that there's something, but it's not necessarily a God. I mean, how is that even a a personal love story? So let's really get into what the Catholic faith is all about. It's a personal relationship with Jesus. And and here's the thing. I believe we as a body of Christ, sometimes we get it wrong too. Not just in terms of like people who practice New Age stuff, but even us as believers, we might say, well, I, I want a personal relationship with Jesus, but I don't want to follow a religion because it's just constrictive. There's a song from a Christian artist who says, you can, relieve, you can leave your religion at home. I want real love. And, and, and we're getting it wrong, right? We're thinking that religion is taking away the real personal relationship with Jesus. Well, maybe your idea of religion is doing that. But the real religion, the church that Jesus founded, it's a family. It's not a restrictive method of, you know, do this and don't do that. It's, mm-hmm. it's not a cult, it's a family, a family that loves you. Yeah. So if you want to have that personal relationship with Jesus, great. That's a great start. But be Catholic. So here's the thing. When we're Catholic, we're living the fullness of our personal relationship, the fullness of the faith. We have the saints. We have the angels. We have, we have so many people in this body that, that's praying for us, that's rooting us on, that's going to protect us from the evil one, that's going to protect us from all the satanic influence in the world. We're putting ourselves and our souls at risk when we say, well, I just want to follow Jesus and not have faith. Yeah. We're actually putting ourselves at risk. We're, we're putting ourselves at risk of saying, well, I don't really want all that Jesus has to offer me. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, there's a paragraph that says, The social duty of Christians is to respect and awaken in each man the love of the true and the good. It requires them to make known the worship of the one true religion, which subsists in the Catholic and apostolic church. And it goes on to say, line 33, Christians are called to be the light of the world, thus the church shows forth the kingship of Christ over all creations." So again, this is not a man-made religion. This is something that like a guy made up. Okay, you look at scripture, you look at the early church fathers, they were all practicing Catholicism. It wasn't until Martin Luther broke off from the Catholic church and he created his own man-made religion, right? So Jesus, God is the one who founded the Catholic faith. He founded this family. He desires for you to be a part of this family. You know, people say, oh, well, your truth is your truth. My truth is my truth. No, there's, there's one truth. The truth of Jesus, God, the one who wants the most happiness that you could ever imagine for you. And that's not restrictive. That's not taking away your liberties. That's true freedom right there.
1: Matthew 26, 26 says, Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take this and eat of it. For this is my body, which has been given up for you. And then he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood, blood of the covenant, which is poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. And that's the point of Mass when the priest lifts up the host, lifts up the Eucharist, And Jesus becomes the host. That's called transubstantiation. If you look back in church history, you can see that after this happened, the disciples took this tradition and they did as Jesus had instructed. And they did it for 2,000 years afterwards, as we do today in the Mass. Now, some people might say, you know, I don't get anything out of church, out of Mass. I'm not being fed that's great. You're not supposed to get anything out of Mass. You're not supposed to be. I mean, when we go to Mass, we do receive. We receive so many things. We receive God's Word. We receive His body, His blood, soul, and divinity. But that's not why we go. We actually go for sacrifice. The heart of religion, as Father Mike Schmitz teaches us, is worship. And the heart of worship is sacrifice. And the ultimate sacrifice is what Jesus did for us. When we go to Mass, and when the priest lifts up the host, he is recreating and bringing back the true sacrifice of Jesus, the unbloody representation at the altar. Now, when you go to Mass, you can bring your own sacrifices at the altar. You can unite it to Christ's sacrifice. You know, if you're feeling tired, if you'd rather be somewhere else, if you're distracted, you can unite that to Christ's sacrifice. And ultimately, we are offering Jesus's sacrifice to God the Father. He's using that to save the
0: world. And here's the thing about Mass, too. You might say, well, yeah, I'll go to Mass sometimes, but sometimes I, I want to go to a, like, a church that does feed me more, that has great music or you know, has awesome dynamic preaching because, you know, that priest down the road, he's just boring. And I get that, right? It's understandable. I heard a really good story from Father Mike Schmitz, who's Kathy was mentioning there. Father Mike was talking about how when he was a kid, he and his siblings wanted to get their mom a birthday present and they asked their mom, they're like, mom, you know, what can we get you for your birthday? And right away, <laughs> he didn't like the mom's answer. He said, well, I was hoping that you could like clean up the house a little bit. And so Father Mike's like, oh, okay. Yeah, but w- what else do you want? He's trying to like, look for maybe an escape out of having to clean the room. And he was hoping that she would say, well, you know, just, you know, give me a gift at the store. But she kept saying, no, I'd love for you to clean the house. If you could do that, that'd be awesome. And he's like, no, 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 really, mom, really? What do you want? So the point of this is that don't we do that with God, right? Like we want to make worship sustainable and suitable and comfortable for us. We want to make sure that worship is something that isn't uncomfortable, isn't boring for us. But when God is saying, no, I would actually prefer that you do this for me. Again, it might be uncomfortable. But true love, true worship is doing what God asks, not what makes us feel good. So it's just something to think about that there are some things that, you know, being a Catholic, it's hard. It's hard to go to mass. It's, it's hard to go to confession. But is the point of living out our Catholic faith to feel comfortable in the first place? Is it meant to make us feel good all the time? Did Jesus feel good on the cross? It's like true worship, true sacrifice is hardship. It's suffering. It's sacrifice. When we embrace our Catholic faith, sometimes we're like, we're stretched to the point of no return. But we receive the graces from God because again, we're part of that church family. We're within the walls of the Catholic faith where we can most fully receive his grace. Again, it's hard choices we have to make. It's sacrifice, but it's worth it. So I just encourage you, if, if you've been struggling with the idea of saying, well, I, I want to believe in God, but I don't want to go all in. Just take that, take that step in. Take that risk. Be Catholic. Join the Catholic faith. And I guarantee you that you are not going to regret that decision. Just know that we are praying for you and here to walk with you on that journey as well. How many
1: Truth Pop points would you give this movie? I would give Encanto 5 out of 10. I really did like some of the music and I thought the colors were really pretty. And, you know, if I was a child, I probably would really like it. But because of, you know, the magic being so front and center and then the Catholic faith being so in the background, it's really disappointing to me. What would you give it?
0: I'm going to give it a three. I just (laughs) I didn't enjoy it as much i thought even the music was pretty annoying but i'm not one for musicals anyway so um the movie dog i'm going to give that even lower i think i'm going to give that probably like a a two
1: i would give it even a one or a 0.5 yeah because it had no redeeming quality it there was no redeeming message i just felt like it was kind of a pointless movie except for the dog I did like the dog.
0: (laughs) It's interesting, too, because, like, dog is God spelled backwards, and I felt like that was the point of the movie. It was, like, trying to reinvent who God actually is, you know, that, like, we can find God in anything. Well, yeah, of course we can find God in anything, but God is the creator of all that is good. God isn't necessarily the innate sense of that rock. No, he's greater than that rock. So, yeah, I, I... I'm probably being too kind with the two, but I'll just be decisive and keep it there. So, (laughs) anyway, you can let us know your rating too if you happen to see it. We can chat online. Uh, Facebook, Instagram can hit us up on TruthPop and we'll talk to you in two weeks, okay? Geek out. This is TruthPop.